0: Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast with Miss Dean Loves You, where we have interesting conversations with interesting people and learn about unconventional ways to live our best lives. I'm your host, Susie Dean. I'm a former teacher, mother in her MILF era, and wife. I have the incredible experience now of exploring topics and ways of living that I've always been curious about. The conversations on this pod are always relaxed, authentic, and might just teach you a thing or two. I promise that every episode will leave you with a deeper sense of self and understanding for those who are different from you. So get comfy cozy, grab a drink of your choice, and let's have some fun together. Are you ready for a therapy experience that will knock your socks off? Introducing BetterHelp the online therapy platform that's revolutionizing the way we connect with therapists. Let me tell you, I found my own therapist and she is an absolute queen. Her name is Regina and she's completely transformed my life. Gone are the days of expensive and inconvenient therapy sessions. With BetterHelp, you can access affordable and convenient therapy from the comfort of your own home. Trust me, I've been there. My last therapist was amazing but the cost was through the roof. With BetterHelp, I found the perfect fit, and it won't break the bank. Now let me tell you why I'm obsessed with Queen Regina. Every session is like a journey of self-discovery. She challenges my thoughts, she digs deep, and she uncovers those hidden issues that I never knew existed. It's like a mind-reading magician unraveling the mysteries of my own psyche. But it's not just about uncovering the deep stuff. It's about growth. With Regina by my side, I just know I'm on the cusp of something incredible. A second spiritual awakening, a transformation that will rock my world. And Regina is there right in the middle of it all, catalyzing my journey like no one else could. BetterHelp gives you access to a vast network of licensed therapists, each with their own unique specialties. So, whether you're seeking help for anxiety, depression, or relationship issues, you'll find the perfect therapist who truly gets you. And here's the best part if you don't vibe with your therapist, no worries. You can easily switch without any penalties or awkward conversations. Queen Regina is my second therapist with BetterHelp. BetterHelp understands that finding the right fit is crucial for your mental well being. So are you ready to find your very own queen, Regina? Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Visit the link in the show notes to start your journey with a licensed therapist from BetterHelp today. Remember, your mental health deserves the best. And with BetterHelp, you're just one click away from a transformative therapy experience. Start your journey now and unlock the incredible potential within you. Visit the link in the show notes and let the magic begin with BetterHelp. Hi, guys. Is this thing on? (laughs) It's good to be back. I'm so, so embarrassed that I didn't post a podcast the last two weeks. I know that I say this a lot. I'm not normally like this. (laughs) I have been... Like, how, how many times do I have to say that before I can stop saying that and just admit that this is my new personality now? But it's not. This type B laid back doesn't really care about consistency. This is not my true nature. I am a Virgo sun, a Capricorn rising to the T. I'm an only child. I'm high achieving. And my life has been ruled by that mindset and those activities to the point that for a majority of my life, I've just been an incredibly high-strung, anxious, perfectionistic control freak. And that's taken a lot. It's taken a toll on me in my relationships and my relationship with myself. And a couple years ago, probably around 2019, 2019, 2020, I started to make a concerted effort to not be that way anymore and to care less. That's when I started taking less work home from school, not necessarily living my life by a schedule that I write down and like an agenda. That's when I stopped setting like multiple alarms for meetings and it's grown and I've gotten a lot better. And every time somebody says, Susie, you give off total type B vibes, I feel like, yes, I've done it. I fooled them. Maybe I'll fool myself one day. I've gotten better at it. I mean, today, for example, I had a therapy appointment with Queen Regina at 1045 and I was still blow-drying my bangs at ten forty three, with not an ounce of anxiety about it or about being late to my meeting or therapy appointment but that's all like external stuff it's almost like it's surface level actions they're not there's it's still not integrated into me and it's very it's not natural it's very much my baseline and um, How do I say this? Very much my automatic response is that type A anxiety response. So going back to the podcast, it was very. So going back to the podcast, it was very much um, unusual for me and hard for me to skip these last two weeks. Simultaneously hard and easy because, I mean, the one week it was just pure chaos. My mom had surgery. Don't worry. She's fine. It was a lower facelift and it required a lot more care than we anticipated. The surgery and travel and care at the doctor's office took way longer than we had planned for. I had a deadline that got moved up. I had to get ready to go on a trip to Tennessee. So that first week it was just so chaotic. I couldn't even I could I, I felt like I couldn't do anything other than the bare minimum. And then the second week I was in Tennessee and I totally could have sat back and had a conversation and talked about what was going on with my life and that was the plan. But as what always almost always happens when I'm with Robbie's family is the day was the days were packed with fun packed with energy, packed with a ton of kids and overstimulation because we have like 15 nieces and nephews and I think 13 were there from ages two and a half to 16. So I just didn't have the energy. The trip to Tennessee was really great. We love Tennessee. We go there At least, usually we go there once a year. I hate to admit it, but I love the mountains, and it's so hard for me to admit and come to terms with because I feel like I should be an ocean girl. My dad's totally an ocean boy. He's been fishing, lobstering, surfing since he was, like, uh, young, not even a teenager yet. And I've lived by the beach my whole life, Always in the ocean, snorkeling, going lobstering with my dad, going fishing with my dad, fishing tournaments. And you know, I don't I don't think that saying I love the mountains discredits the fact that I also love the ocean. But I just never imagined myself living away from the beach. Not that I'm moving. I don't even know why I'm talking. living in a different place. But I was so excited to be in Tennessee and to be in the mountains and be in nature and get my feet in the earth and listen to the birds chirping and just go on a hike and be surrounded by trees. And the hike didn't happen. And that made me really sad. It was poorly planned. And I was so excited to go to a local small coffee shop and get some work done because unfortunately, deadlines got moved and I couldn't, really take off of work that week but I couldn't find any coffee shops that were nearby and convenient and had seating and then I was really excited to go to like a local arts and crafts like arts and crafts area where local artisans made stuff and I could peruse it and buy something and I was able to do that I bought a beautiful uh Larimar ring from a Native American woman named Matoka. And I accidentally overdrafted for it. And it's beautiful. But while I was there perusing the shops, like Robbie very obviously didn't want to be there. So, you know, we had a great time. But in learning that there's a pattern, and I talked about this with Regina this morning, of me having high expectations and being let down. And it's been a pattern since I was a child. Holidays, birthdays. I still struggle with having a positive association with them. Hawthorne's first birthday is coming up. I've planned nothing. My mom is like taking the reins, as she always does. But the problem is growing up, while I was excited for Christmas and the Christmas movies and the Christmas smells and Christmas dinner or birthdays coming up, every single time that holiday or event happened It was just pure stress all day. Relatives fighting, parents fighting, mom in the kitchen stressed, things going wrong, people staying too late, just to the point where in my late teenagehood, early like 20s, my mom would greet me on Christmas morning with a mimosa because we both knew that it was going to be a rough day. Even my wedding, like she is such a party planner and decorator. She DIY'd pretty much my whole wedding. She was controlling everything, which was great. She was, I wouldn't have been able to do my wedding without her, but there was so much buildup and excitement around the wedding and around her crafts and around her part in the wedding and how it was going to turn out that that whole day she was stressed, on edge, up until like two hours before the actual wedding time, she was still running around sweating, had to go back to the hotel to do her hair and makeup. She didn't even do her hair and makeup with the makeup artist. She missed her time. And my best friend Colleen had to zip up my dress. And now my my wedding dress, zip up pictures with my best friend Colleen and not my mom, which is totally fine. But I mean, I think that was just the prime example of... These this huge event and this emotional build up around this event being created, and then there still being some kind of letdown. And I did that with Tennessee, um, but I will say, whenever I spend holidays with Robbie's family, he people always when I talk about his family, people always reference the um, Sound of Music family, I think, or the Brady Bunch just happy, just laid back, stress-free. Everyone loves each other. The siblings have a great relationship. Everyone loves their parents. Everybody's talking all the time. It's just a delight. And I'll go over there for Christmas and wake up on Christmas morning, and it's just like fun. It's just getting together with family, having nice conversations, enjoying good food. Everybody's contributing. It's just the best. But I did fall into that trap again of having high expectations and having them not met and being a little put down by it. And it's okay. And I'm not really sure why I went on this side rant. (laughs) But that was my trip to Tennessee. That was part of the trip to Tennessee and part of my realization that I still do have, have things to work on. And the podcast obviously still have to work on finding the balance between type A and type B Susie but I was—I think there was there, there's also shame in that that's what else I was talking about Regina with this morning I never really thought about starting a podcast I've talked about this a little bit before I think Robbie was always the one pushing the podcast Susie you have great conversations with people you are able to have interesting conversations, ask interesting questions, make a comfortable environment, get really down to the deep stuff so easily. People would love to hear your advice on things. And like, no, no, no. Finally, I just did it. Like, didn't really have that much of a plan, didn't have that much of an outline, didn't have that many expectations. Just launch fast and figure it out as you go. And then I did it. And then I kept doing it. And then I got better at it. And then I started having guests on. And then I started getting really good at editing, better at editing. And then I was, what, like 31, 32 episodes in. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm doing the damn thing. How many people start a podcast and make it that many episodes? Not a lot. He's always reminding me of the statistics of how many people start podcasts and don't make it to, like, episode five or ten. So I was like, what if I just, like, keep doing the damn thing and record every week for a year if I do it? and I didn't do it. It's it's okay. It's okay. I had such a chaotic week, and there is room. There has to be room for for the little wiggle diggles, (laughs) because it would have been such a sacrifice to my mental health to have done it for those two weeks. But hey, I'm back, I already have a podcast episode lined up for next week, which is going to be a ton of fun. And we're back in the game. So don't worry. Thanks for hanging out with me. And anyway, shame has been another theme in my life. And out of nowhere the other day, you guys, I felt so much shame about my birth. My son's birth, not my birth. (laughs) My birth experience with my son. If you've been listening since the beginning, you've heard my birth story. Like, I planned for a home birth. I did everything I could to have a home birth. I went into spontaneous labor. I labored at home for three days. Like, I did everything in my power to have a home birth. And because of a variety of external circumstances that nobody could have controlled, I ended up in the hospital safely like nobody was worried it was just I hadn't slept in three days in the hospital and then 24 hours later ended up with a c-section again not an emergency c-section a choice c-section because my body was starting to have trouble and I thought I had processed that because like there's literally nothing else I could have done I didn't I didn't fail I didn't give up like I could have stayed here and labored for 12 more hours to try to make up those centimeters but I would have ended up in the hospital anyway, no matter what, and probably under scarier circumstances. And I felt like I gave it the good old college try. But now I'm in a season where all of my friends are giving birth for like the first or second time in one of my friend groups. And I've talked about this. All five of my friends got pregnant and had due dates within two months. And we have one lone pregnant woman remaining. And two of my friends... Did home birth their second home birth and each time they had their successful home birth had their second daughter and then first son um, I was so proud of them like there was no envy no jealousy I watched their birth videos multiple times cried every single time and was just filled with so much pride in them in their power, in just their raw, like, natural, ancestral female power. And nothing was ever brought up, like, within me emotionally about my C-section. However, my I have a third friend who just had her first daughter, and she never planned to have a home birth. That's not her vibe. She planned to go to the hospital, and she planned to have an epidural. And she ended up in the hospital for scarier reasons than I did. High blood pressure, ended up laboring, unmedicated, um, until eight centimeters, which is really, really dope. Emergency C-section, forceps involved. And her husband said in our group chat, she is such a beast women are built differently. And that's so beautiful. And like all of our husbands say that every time one of us gives birth, women are built different. My wife is a beast. I'm so proud of her. It's so wild. Even Robbie said that. But something about him saying that specifically brought up so much shame about my C-section. And I'm not sure why. Because it's not like There was envy in their birth. It's not like Robbie hadn't praised me as well. Maybe it was because they had a birth that also didn't go necessarily to plan, and it was under much scarier circumstances, and they seemed to be in a much better mindset than I was in the moment? I'm not quite sure. But it feels icky, like I was crying in the corner of my room, feeling so icky, feeling like I couldn't do it, feeling like I gave up, even though I know in my mind that I didn't give up. You know when you have those moments where you know something in your brain, but you don't know it in your body. There wasn't a connection. It wasn't happening. And I'm, for the first time in 10, almost 11 months, kind of walking through that again, that shame, that embarrassment, and like mourning, mourning the loss of the birth experience that I wanted. Even though I'm planning to still have a home birth VBAC, doing everything I can to make sure that I do that safely, even though I know I will have that experience, I still feel so icky so icky about it yes that was just such a transformational experience that i feel like i missed out on the immediate hormone release after your baby's born and you can hold them to your chest and begin to bond and your milk comes in and you're still connected and there's no intervention and there's quiet and it's you and your baby and you had just like crossed worlds and timelines and you know universes to bring this baby into the world and you get to be present i just felt like i didn't have that and that's sad and i think that we need to leave it at that when we feel sad at least for me I feel guilty for for being sad because I have so much I'm so privileged and so when I'm sad about things like this I explain it away like yeah I didn't have the birth experience that I wanted but I had a safe birth And I didn't have any emergencies happen. And nobody was in danger at any time. And I have a healthy son. And I was able to labor at home for most of the time and be comfortable. How dare I be sad when there's so many worse things happening. But being sad doesn't negate someone else's sadness. I mean, imagine if we explained away all of our quote negative feelings because of our privilege because it could be worse we would never feel anything we would just be building stuff up so i think we need to get comfortable with being sad period not i'm sad but not i'm sad however but i'm sad about that and let it pass through The best piece of advice that I ever got was feelings are meant to be felt. Feelings want to be felt. The quickest way to get through pain is to feel it. And the longer you push it away, the bigger it gets and the more it bothers you and the more it alerts you to its presence and the harder it is to work through when you're one day forced to face it. So, for now, I will be trying to work through the grief of my birth while also celebrating the new life of all of my friends in my Taco Tuesday group and giving myself grace to let those two feelings coexist. One does not negate the other. And... I'm going to have to continue working as well on expectations. I I still don't know if it's a good thing to have low expectations or if that's taking something away from me. I just need to continue learning how to be, period. Let things happen, period. Not be attached, period. And that's ultimate freedom, right? That's liberation. That's liberation from self and from ego when we're able to just allow. <laughs> I know this is getting really wild though. I haven't eaten much today. I'm a little lightheaded. Don't do what I do. But once we just allow and let go and allow the feelings to come and not judge them and allow the feelings to come and feel them and stay as long as they want to and allow the events to happen without feeling the need to control them or to change them, that's when we expand. And that's when we can feel all of our emotions to the maximum capacity. That's when we can enjoy life to the fullest potential, in my opinion. And it takes a lifetime to learn that. Maybe many lifetimes. But that will not keep me from trying to learn it sooner. And I feel like I should say something dumb because I think it's so cringy to try to end a podcast episode on some type of esoteric piece of advice. So, um, if here's some pieces of random advice uh, that I would give you that are a little bit silly. If someone's talking to you that you don't want to be talking to you. Just say, hey, have you seen my rat cat? Or, I'm so sorry I have to go. My pet iguana has a fashion show. Yes, these are things that I've said to people before. They (laughs) realize If you are ever near a banana, pretend that it's a phone. I think we need to go back to childhood (laughs) sometimes. And here's a valuable and not silly piece of advice. If someone's bothering you and you are hate following them or hate allowing them to text you because you live for the drama, just block them. I need to do that with someone. Just your space is sacred. It is okay to shut someone up if it protects your peace. Block them. Okay, that's all. i see you guys next week when I have a podcast guest on and a very relaxing, laid-back, educational conversation. I hope you have the best day ever. Um, get your feet in the earth. Drink your water. What else, what else? Get your eyes in the morning sunlight and have grace with yourself. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy the podcast in general, I would love for you to subscribe so you'll never miss out on upcoming episodes featuring other brilliant minds and insightful topics. Also, don't forget to rate and review while you're at it. Your ratings and feedback mean the world to me and help me reach more listeners. So Misty and loves you. Have the best day ever. Same time next week. Bye.